Aaron Meyer, and this is the 199 Podcast. Today, we're back talking to Justin Bauman, former assistant coach and director of basketball ops under Rex Walters and Danny Manning, and former manager at Kansas during their 0203 Final Four runs. Justin's behind-the-scenes perspective is like having a backstage concert pass. Um, I got really lucky, so I was three years with Coach Williams as a manager, and when Coach Self got hired, I'll never forget it. I, I uh, Coach Ben Miller called me, it was um, on an Easter Sunday, and uh, said, hey, you know, we're going to announce a new head coach, you know, I, I want you to come to the office so you can meet him, and I was just a manager, right? Like, I was probably going to be carrying his gear or his luggage, <laughs> right? <laughs> we also take some time to continue our fun with the NIL drafts and find out Justin's top five players from across his coaching experiences. Who's going with I know. this? This is the best part. Like you got, you're like, it's not all about like basketball talent. No, 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 charisma. man. I, hey, if I'm if I'm paying for nil, I want the dude that's going to bring the whole package. Yeah. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the 19.9 Podcast. Tonight's guest is Justin Bauman. I'm here with Robert Wire, my co-host. Justin has coached for any number of teams. He's got Kansas stories. We actually connected through Danny Manning. Uh, so we're going to just take a you know trip all over uh, the college landscape with him. But I'm going to start you out right here because I was uh, mentioned before we got on air about listening to you on uh, a, a podcast and, and you talking about your time with Coach Williams and uh, Coach Self. And I wanted to know right off the bat, um, when Self stepped in, what was that, what was that like? Because I just think there's a, a couple of coaches this year. You got Hubert Davis stepping in for yep. uh, Coach Williams, ironically. And then you've yeah. got Krzyzewski, who's about to step aside. And I just think that that is a fascinating thing to have that legendary, iconic coach step aside and to have someone try to, to fill, in, fill in for them uh, on, the, on the other side of that. Yeah, that, no, Aaron, that's a great question. I, I uh, you know, I was lucky. Um, I got really lucky. So I was three years with Coach Williams as a manager. And when Coach Self got hired, I'll never forget it. I, I uh, Coach Ben Miller called me. It was um, on an Easter Sunday and uh, said, hey, you know, we're going to announce a new head coach. You know, I, I want you to come to the office so you can meet him. And I was just a manager, right? Like, I was probably going to be carrying his gear or his luggage, <laughs> right? Like, you know, so that's okay. Yeah. But, um, but it was funny because uh, me being from Illinois, numerous people – Going through the Final Four that year, you know, we played Syracuse, got beaten the national championship with Coach Williams. But going through all that, all my Illinois contacts are like, Bill Self's your next head coach. Bill Self, and I'm like, come on, guys. Like, there's no chance. Like, I just didn't see it, right? Mm -hmm. Looking back, it made 100% sense now that I understand the profession. Yeah, right? I bet. But, uh, yeah, Coach Self comes in, and I got really lucky um, because I worked his summer camps. Oh, okay. So he had already knew me um, from working his summer camps in Illinois, and I got really lucky. But, but you know, it was something where, uh, and I'm sure the guys you just referenced, their staffs are going through the same thing. I mean, 
you know, college basketball, it's, it's year round now. Yeah. Right. No doubt. And everybody, I mean, even though, you know, John Shire hasn't stepped in for coach K yet, they are on a crash course to learn what John needs, what he wants, how he operates, even though coach K is still sitting in the driver's seat. You know, yeah. I mean, I watched the game the other night and, and it reminded me of, of coach self, quite honestly, like, you know, coach K was operating the timeout, but Shire's sitting there doing a lot of talking mm-hmm. and the staff is just so dialed in, you know, and I think the, that was huge because with coach Williams, you know, the staff had been there forever, you know, yeah. Joe holiday, Ben Miller. So everyone's like, we know what Roy's going to say, you know, <laughs> Roy, he's going to say his thing. He's going to come to me. What you got, what you got, you know? So it's that crash course, but, but, uh, you know, coach self, um, what stood out to me instantly was he, um, you know, him and coach Williams, obviously two completely different styles, unbelievable amounts of success. Yeah. no doubt. Right. And both awesome people that I still speak with to this day, unbelievable human beings, right. That have been great to me. And I appreciate, but like coach self, he had this charisma about him that, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, like he knew your name. He knew, uh, I mean, he was just so I could see why he's so successful recruiting so quickly mm. because he just, it seemed like he just met me and he knew everything about me already. Yeah. You know, um, where coach Williams was very dialed in too, but coach self just had that demeanor about him, you know? <laughs> um, and, uh, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I'm lucky to be a part of it. And, uh, it was, it was definitely crazy though. I mean, after coach Williams was there 15 years. Those two, those two personalities you, you mentioned uh, are, are just dynamic. And I know that IU had some kind of idea that we might have gotten self if things had broken just a little bit differently. Uh, he might have been the, the IU coach that, that followed. <laughs> it's, right, it's right in that, that pocket. <laughs> Uh, oh, there's no and, doubt. And uh, it's, I still sometimes think like, what, what, what could have, what could have been? I'm happy that with Woody now, but man, that that would have uh, certainly. Oh, been no, no, there's no doubt. I mean, Coach Self was one of those guys. Looking back at it, like I said, I understand, I understand it now more than I'm 40 years old, and at that time I was 21, 22, right? Just right. didn't know what I didn't know, right? But, yep. but uh, yeah, I mean, Coach Self, even you know, while he was at Illinois, I mean, he he's just always you could tell he's one of those guys that he's going to be in a story program. Like yeah. you said, with IU, Kansas, UCLA, North Carolina, he's going to be in one of those programs. You, you could just tell yeah, as a matter yeah. of time. When he came in, how much different was it like recruiting, like from Williams to self? Like, were they, they both like visit the players as much, you know, like when I hear stories like about Bob Knight, like he didn't really travel that much, but when he did go, it meant a lot, right? Like yeah. did Williams go a lot? Yeah, I would say I I would say the similarities were they both had no problem being on a 6 a.m. flight, a red eye flight, you know, (laughs) getting done with practice at six, being in the car till eight to visit a kid or watch a game and being back the next morning. They both, I mean, you know, burnt the wick at both ends, you know, (laughs) I would say probably the biggest difference for me, what I noticed was coach self. Uh, was constantly trying to stay in front of you, whether it be phone call, at that time mail, you know, now it's text, right, or social media. But at that time it was hard mail. Like we sent a mail out every day to a recruit. 
I mean, every day we used to have piles, you know, and that's when now I get on here, I can send 10 messages and like yeah, that man. on social media and whatnot. Right. But just, just make sure you're uh, keeping count on those, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like that, that was, that was probably the biggest difference. Coach self constantly. I mean, as a recruit, when you woke up, he wanted you to see his face. When you went to sleep, he wanted you to see his face. When you ate, I mean, he constantly wanted Bill Self Kansas basketball right in front of you. Where Coach Williams, I mean, we might send a mail out maybe once a week, you know, I mean, or whatever. So that was a lot different. I mean, I remember we were rolling through stationery and cardstock <laughs> and uh, stuff like that. And the other thing, you know, Coach Self was probably probably ahead of his time, quite honestly. Because the other thing that really ramped up uh, was highlight videos, right? Like Coach Williams, we didn't have a lot of highlight videos and stuff. It was just kind of, I mean, quite honestly, I, I think we might have had maybe two or three, um, you know, with Coach Williams. Coach Self came in, man. We, we had highlight videos with the guards, the wings, the bigs, the history of the program, the campus, I mean, it just it went up a whole nother level. Let's get into your uh, origin story a little bit. Like, what did what what did this time of year mean to you? Because we've been talking about it's, we're still at the start of the the basketball season. I think it's always interesting to hear about people who are involved in basketball what the the start of the season means to them. And uh, how the heck did you end up to as a director of basketball ops? That's kind of a, an interesting title to, yeah. to hold. Yeah, well, it's funny, you know. Um, I'll go with how I ended up as the director of ops, and then I'll, I'll tell you what this time of year means for me. You know, being you know as a director of ops, I obviously three years, two thousand two to two thousand three with Coach Williams, uh, two thousand three to two thousand six with Coach Self. Before that, I played one year of junior college ball at Lincoln College for BJ McCollum, great coach. We we won. Uh, he's got a ton of wins, you know. So I, I was kind of on that track, uh, just being around winning. You know, and one of my goals uh, the whole time growing up was to go to Kansas. Um, you know, I had a great aunt and uncle that I lived with uh, in, in Lawrence during some time, and, and um, I just wanted to go to Kansas. So I transferred to KU, walked on. I ended up getting cut. Um, still something to this day, unbelievable tryout. It was like a five-day tryout, like 70 kids, and I ended up getting cut. But unbelievable life experience. And then they needed someone to film practices. Uh <laughs> So I'm like, all right. So I probably got I got a lot of hours in the top of Allen Fieldhouse, <laughs> you know. Um, is this like but, is this uh, like old school camcorder? Like you're handed? Uh, we got some ta oh. actual tape involved. <laughs> no doubt, VHS. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <man. laughs> yeah. Right. That's right. So I mean, heck, now I mean, uh, not to get off topic. Now they got cameras that they just follow the movement, oh, player track, and yeah. I'd never have to sit up there. But anyway. Oh. Uh, you know, so I had great experiences in that basketball program for six years. That's how I met Danny. Um, I didn't know Rex at all, but when I graduated with my master's degree, um, man, I was on a hunt. I, I applied so many jobs, and, and uh, Rex Walters was, um, you know, he hired me at Florida Atlantic <laughs> as a director of operations, had no clue what I was doing, <laughs> uh, made $15,000 a year, and was wait, like... Wait, 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 <laughs> that was the, the salary. That was the salary. Did they let you eat that at the player's table at least? Or, or <laughs> yeah, oh, there's no doubt. Hey, <laughs> a lot of player leftovers went yeah, to this. okay, okay, good. Year. Did you get room and board too with that? <laughs> no room and board. Had oh, to my God. <laughs> 
sleep but, in the uh, car. Yeah. Oh, it was it was nuts. But Rex took great care of me. I wouldn't have done it. I mean, I didn't know Rex at all, but he was magnificent in the interview. Cool. Uh, you know, and, and he took great care of me, made sure I was okay. Danny, Danny did things for me too, you know, while I was there and you know, earning my stripes. And uh that's how I became a director of ops. And um, you know, that job entails so much, you know, right now. It's it's interesting for me because obviously I'm not in the profession yeah. right now, you know, and um, but it's uh, I still have that itch, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, I got all my ESPN alerts set up. <laughs> I was just watching Ohio State and uh, Xavier. You wait, know wait, wait, I mean? wait, let's let's pause there because we've got okay. a, we've got a uh, little betting thing with Robert and I where we play a weekly pickup game, and one of us is going to have to wear real short shorts. Uh, <laughs> In the in the game, whoever uh, makes the most picks. So who you who you got in this game? Let's see who you got in the uh, Ohio State Xavier game. Oh, I, you know what? Uh, I got to take Ohio State. Oh uh. yes, that's what I got. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm a He's gonna be wearing some short shorty shorts. Last week I made the mistake of taking the road teams. And, yeah, he took. So this week I went with the home teams. Two and zero already. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. You guys can have fun. Yeah. So you know. Um, Great experiences, and you know, this time of year, like I said, I'm not in the profession, but I mean, I'm constantly studying ball and uh, you know, talking to many of my colleagues. Ryan Humphrey at Notre Dame is a close friend, obviously, Danny, yeah. you know, Rex, um, uh, you know, just many different guys that I'm really close with, you know, staying you know, uh, around it, um, trying to help as much as I can. Um, but uh, this is the best time of year, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I mean. Unfortunately, Maryland, you know, was was upset by George Mason. I mean, Brown the other night. Uh, I love, you know, I love the Carolina program. Obviously, there are a lot of ties there still because of Coach Williams. But Brown deserved to win that game a few nights ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the start and, of the uh, it, It's crazy right now. You know, it's crazy. I think the interesting part is, and I'm sure we'll talk about it later on. But you know, all these guys that these programs that say they're low and mid majors. Man, uh-uh. Like, I know Maryland plays Hofstra, you know, on Friday night, and they got four high major transfers. Yeah. You know, like, don't sleep on them, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, uh, I mean, they're going to play. They, they can play, you know. And um, so that's kind of fun, right? Probably for you guys, myself, you know, general fans right now that, uh, hey, college basketball is evening out a little bit. I, I think so. I think that we've talked a lot about – there's always a there's always downsides to the transfer portal too. You know, maybe you don't know yeah. the players as much, but there is kind of that uh, need now for so many schools to coalesce that you have you're going to have that kind of uncertainty or randomness to the start of the season where it's like you. I mean, the coaches probably don't even know what what's coming and what would be your approach like if you had a whole new team. Like, what did you guys do to to bring the team together if you had like a, a you know a big senior class and turned it over? Like, were there tricks? Yeah, I mean, you know, so I I was fortunate to go through that. Obviously, at KU um, with 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 Rex when we were at San Francisco, um, and then Danny, we you know when we took the job at Tulsa. Right. And um, we did so much team building stuff. I mean, I think we spent as much time off the court as a group (laughs) than we did on the court, you know, and um, that's so important because the quicker you can come together as a cohesive unit, the better off you're going to be. But even more importantly, uh, that there has to be a consistency daily from the staff Mm. in terms of role definement. You know, I mean, the quicker the players, you know, you can as a staff can identify the players' roles, 
And um, as a staff, you can consistently um, enforce those items, better off you're going to be. Yeah. So one of the things that I think about with the transfer portal is, is, you know, these teams are, you know, building these players up to try to get them, right? Yeah. So but when they get them, then, you know, they left from the other teams. So what if they don't live up to the hype? Like, then they become a locker room you know, distraction because they're upset because you told them that they were going to get a play oh, and no they haven't shown up and you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. No, that's a great question. I mean, I look at a team like Hofstra right now and I'm just, I, I say Hofstra cause I watched them play Iona the other night and I watched them play Houston. They should have beat Houston. Right. Yeah. And obviously Kelvin Sampson's teams are so tough and he does such a good job. And, but you got speedy Claxton here, a new head coach, right? Yeah. For, you know, high major division one transfers, his guard, Zach Cook, is I think he averaged twenty nine in two games last week. Yeah, he did. But now you got Jalen Ray coming back. Jalen Ray, he he's you know preseason player of the league. What do you? Do what happens if Jalen ain't? You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, you know, Robert, you know, who gets the ball? Yeah, Robert, I completely agree with you. That's a major risk. Um, and I, I think the best way to coach that is you got to be transparent right on the front end. You know, and yeah. you really in recruiting today, you you know, your number one priority is you got to be an unbelievable investigator, you know, because like you said, Robert, if you get one of those high major transfers and he's not getting the touches or, you know what I mean? Or, or he's not getting what he thinks he deserves. That can be have such a detrimental effect, <laughs> you know, uh, and then you're excited, man. I got this guy from Iowa State. Da 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 da. Yeah, and it's not helping you, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, no doubt. What, what would be your approach? Do you think if you're if you're in it? Because I I have been fascinated with trying to figure out if if I'm coaching, just doing a hypothetical, would I look more for transfers? Because you could think of it two ways. Where so much of the focus has been like, can I get the biggest five star recruit, or or yeah. or even starting with players when they're freshmen or sophomores, building those relationships. But now, but you don't know even with those guys if they're going to pan out. If you just went with the recruiting pool, you at least have some known quantity. You know, player X, Y, yeah. or Z can do this at the college level, and 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 it's just more of a known quantity. Maybe they don't have as big a potential, but you also have more certainty there. So it'd be such a hard balance to try to think about. Like, do I invest all this time in a guy that may or may not come and may or may not pan out to be the yeah. player I think he is? Or should I invest more in trying to look for guys who might be interested in transferring and, and risk the kind of uh, the locker room, you know, situation you guys talk yeah, about? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, it's a type of thing. It's obviously it all depends on where you're at, yeah, right? Like, yeah. I mean, if you're at a place and you got to win now, unfortunately, you're probably going to go the transfer portal route, yeah. you know? Um, but, you know, it is. It's such a balance. I mean, um, Gosh dang! I I, I mean it, I, I can't. I'm not in it right now. Obviously, like I said, but you know, if I was, you know, I would definitely be. You know, talking to the head coach, like, hey, I, I think you got to balance it out. I, I think, you know, because just like you said a, a second ago, Robert, you could get that high major transfer or whatever, and he might be gone in a year. You know, and then what? You're back to square one. You like you got to have some other guys on the roster that that can. Um, help you out over time, even though all three of us know 
the the years of having a player for four years is highly unlikely, right? Like we all know that, right? That's yeah. very clear. Look at the numbers. Look at the you know the facts and you know the information out there today. But you know, I just think you got to do your best to try and have a balance. But man, it's uh, hey, there's a reason those head coaches get paid very well to figure those things out. <laughs> That's right. They get compensated. <laughs> there no you worries. go. Yeah, I did. I checked. I checked out your stuff. You know, it really makes me feel old, I know, right? Right. Oh, man. <laughs> because I'm we, like, we are old, man. That's yeah. a, just, oh no. I feel, well, the best part is if I walked in my if I walked in my closet right now, I probably got the original. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah, you need to break that out. We we've been on uh, with a couple of guys, and they broke out their Letterman jacket, like Jason Andreas, Michigan. He was on Michigan State's 2000. He had oh, his, that's like, awesome. high school Letterman's jacket, and then we had. Uh, uh, a Minu Timberlake from Kentucky, and he had his De La Salle with the state oh, championship patches on there. I was like, "Oh man, that's now that's a Letterman's jacket right there." Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. But you guys, nineteen nine, you guys. I mean, it's uh, I was when you hit me up, um, I was familiar with it already. You know what I'm saying? Like just being, I love gear, you know. Yeah. And uh, I worked for two guys and, and Rex and Danny. I mean, they're gear dudes, yes. right? Yeah. Like they love gear. Right. right. So I was really familiar. I was pumped, man. I was like, oh, I haven't been on the website lately. I got to check this out. <laughs> nice. Well, get, let's take it. Take us back to that kind of 2002, 2003 run, because I I actually like have an amazing memory of uh, IU on that 2002 run. I even got tickets to the uh, championship game from a Kansas fan because they lost, oh, they, nice. they lost that final four night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was such a special team. And I, I just wonder what, what are your memories? What are your favorite memories from that time? You know, probably my best my best memory, quite honestly, um, and, and we were just talking about it, right, about team chemistry and, and bringing in players and stuff. But still to this day, that entire team still talks to one another. Hmm. Like, it's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, Aaron Miles, Mike Lee, Wayne Simeon, Nick Collison, Kirk Heinrich. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, that's, you know, he, you got Jeff Graves, Bryant Nash. I mean, you just going down the list. But – I mean, I, I keep up with a lot of them still. I'm really fortunate that I've got great relationships with them. Mike Lee and I worked together for a few years at San Francisco. You know, Aaron Miles now with the Celtics. Um, you know, I, I keep up with him. And then Nick Collison, you know, he's with the Thunder, but he still has a home here in Kansas City and that's stuff. Cool. So I'm, I'm fortunate. But that's probably the thing that stands out to me. But going back thinking, you know, about that year, yeah, I mean, it was – you know, we got beat in 2002, yeah. right? And this is just my observation, right? I'm just a student manager. But, you know, we get beat in 2002, and, and that year was phenomenal, yeah. right? We averaged like 110 points a game, drew good and leaves. I mean, the, it's just loaded, right? 16-0 in the Big 12. I don't think that'll ever – I might be biased, but I don't think <laughs> anyone will ever go undefeated in the Big 12 again, yeah, right? That's all right. That's all right. We're biased. We're IU fans. So that, that's, <laughs> yeah, seven, that's 76 That's seventy six teams. I'm wearing the St. John's uh, today. I it's saw like, that. I it's, saw like, that. it's like a pelt for the win la last night, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so – uh, but the thing that stands out to me, when that group came back um, – you know, in 2003, after Drew had left and stuff, it was like there was such a determination mm. and focus. I don't know if I've ever, in 20 years I've, I was, in, you know, been in the high major level, I don't know if I've ever seen a group as focused as that. I mean, I'm talking locked in every day, 
unbelievable effort. I mean, I, I'd love for you guys to ask Coach Williams that question, right? Because yeah. I'd be surprised if Coach Williams didn't say that's one of the toughest, you know, most focused, determined teams he's ever coached. Huh. I mean, it was like they had a chip on their shoulder, right? Like, yeah. man, we got beat by Maryland. Now Maryland's loaded. Juan Dixon, Lonnie they Baxter. Loaded, right? But that group, just the focus, um, I mean, it was phenomenal. You know, it, it was phenomenal. Something I, I, you know, I'd love to be a part of again, but I don't know if I will. But with this new NIL, like, how do you think that affects the locker room? Because, you know, you're going to have some guys that are going to get bigger deals than other guys. Yeah. That, that have, maybe the, the guys that don't get the big deal, maybe the guys that are the four-year guys or the five-year guys. And you got the, the young gun that comes in and gets a good deal, oh, yeah. right? And then maybe he isn't living up or he ain't practicing hard because he got the money and, you know, got to his head. You know, I just think that that could be another chemistry thing to where people are going to be fighting in the locker room, you know, like, well, you got to work harder. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, that's, you know, it's so funny. We, we talk about, uh, you know, head coaches and, and we're talking about the differences. And like I just said, Coach Self was ahead of his time, I think, and, and recruiting and video and contact and stuff right and you know coach williams um he always said it stands out to me to this day to be a great basketball coach you probably should have gotten a bachelor or a master's in psychology <laughs> right like yeah. and 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 how true is that right now oh yeah because of what you just said robert you know what I mean? Like coaches, I'm sure coaches are dealing with that. I mean, I've often thought, how's Nick Saban? You know what I mean? Like, how's he handling that? Right? Like, oh, yeah. Doc Rivers is wishing he had Doc a Rivers in psychology right now. Yeah, no doubt, right? <laughs> but I'm <laughs> no doubt. But I'm just saying, like, you know, I mean, it's such a uh, it's such a balance. I mean, or I mean, you guys read these same stories I do. I'm sure you know the kid that gets a a deal from Wendy's for NIL and. He's one of the few on the team, and then he gets in trouble off the court. I'm sure there's a, a certain level of animosity there, right, within yeah, the locker room. Yeah. It's like, man, I deserve that, and this dude just went out and did this. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I'm sure, you know, Robert, I don't know if there's a good answer to that, man, but but uh, it's definitely, I think, throwing a wrench in college basketball, college football, all you know, across the board. I mean, I was just talking to a guy the other day that he was like, yeah, you know, we're really lucky. We got a dealer here in town that is uh, willing to give our guys cars for NIL, right? Mm. And I said, well, hold on a second. There's no chance that dealer's given 13 to 15 cars. <laughs> yeah, no way. Yeah, I don't even think dealers have 13 to 15 cars. With the shortages, <laughs> he'd, be wa- he'd be walking to his own dealership. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, too. That's true, too, Aaron. But, but you know, it's funny because – like, I mean, how do you handle that, right? I mean, yeah. they're kids. They're 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kids. And with the way kids are, you know, today in terms of, um, you know, like I said, with social media and kind of that that what do you have, I don't, keeping up with the Joneses type thing, I mean, it's, it's difficult. And unfortunately, I do think it's here to stay. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Mm. Um, it's just going to be really interesting how it plays out over the next few years. I want to skip back to the University of San Francisco a little bit just because I think that people probably a lot of people probably don't realize like what a historic uh, university that that is for basketball Bill Russell and up through the up through the 80s before they gave themselves kind of self-imposed the death penalty on their program. They were 
Abs- yeah. absolutely like one of the you know blue bloods uh, of college basketball so did you know like the his- history or how'd you how'd you end up there and then uh following up like what was it so, what was it like what was it like out there so while i'm sitting on my couch making fifteen thousand dollars a year <laughs> in boca raton florida right, <laughs> right? driving a uh, golf cart <laughs> yeah, exactly. He actually had a bicycle. I was say, yeah, yeah, yeah. bicycle everywhere. <laughs> I hope Rex listens to this because Rex sure, will be dying laughing. Uh, but um, you know, yeah, Rex called me on a on a weekend night, and um, uh, I was actually at my at that time my girlfriend, now my wife, uh, her house, and I knew something was going on. And Rex said we're going to San Francisco, and um, I knew it was in a great league. You know, but I didn't really know a lot about it. Um, I was just fortunate to be able to keep my job, and, and uh, I was excited, you know. And yeah. But when I got there, man, I mean, Aaron, you're right. Like, Casey Jones, Bill Cartwright, I mean, two national championships and what? Uh, correct me on this, like 56, 55, 56, yeah. something like that. Yep. I mean, unbelievable history, you know. Um, and it was unique because it sits in the city. Right. I've never experienced anything yeah. like that, you know, and um, really cool program. And uh, that's how I got there, you know, and, and when we got there, it was such a weird deal. I don't know if you guys remember this, but at that time, the, the school had hired Eddie Sutton oh. to coach uh, like just the last few months. Weird. And he ended up getting like his historical win there. Huh. Um, so he coached like a few months. They terminated Jesse Evans. They hired Eddie Sutton to coach like the last few months. Wow. And so the program was really unstable. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was really unstable. And I definitely felt like in my four years there and then over Rex's time, uh, he put it, you know, back on a a very, very solid path. I mean, you know, uh, still one, I think what we beat Gonzaga, when they were number three or, you know, nice. top five in the country. I mean, we had great wins and stuff. And, um, but you guys, I mean, in that league, it's always Gonzaga, St. Mary's and yeah. well, and now BYU, you know, yeah. but unbelievably, um, an unbelievable, you know, historical program. Unfortunately, Russell didn't come around much, um, but we did go a few times and listen to him speak. That's Casey cool. Jones would come around, Bill Cartwright. You know, uh, he, well, he's, I think he's in the department there now, actually, you know, Bill Cartwright is, but yeah, pretty cool program. People, people don't realize that, but pretty, uh, pretty cool program, man, Tulsa, um, that's still that, that place, uh, it's probably still the best outside of Kansas. Um, it's by far the best in terms of I've ever been at in terms of support, um, Hmm. that city, the administration, the school. I mean, there's a reason, you know, uh, Bill Self, um, I mean, I can't even think of, I mean, they've had so many coaches, right? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of been the gateway for guys, yeah. you know, and uh, you could see really quick when we got there, when I, when Danny hired me and I got there with him, um, the reason that, you know, uh, I mean, even Coach Wojcik that was there before us, I think he had like, it was something like eight to eight or 10 consecutive 20 win seasons. Wow. Right. Awesome. That's amazing. That's, yeah. That's hard. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that was, you could just see it. Right. I mean, they were going to do whatever they could to help you win. And we were, we were lucky. We got, we got some great kids that bought in really quick. I mean, now they're pros, 
Shaq Harrison, you know, Shaquille Harrison and, and uh, James Woodard and Dre Wright and uh, TK Adoji. I mean, all those guys, you know, Tim Pete. Uh, I mean, they just did a phenomenal job of buying into what Coach wanted, and, and uh, we were able to, you know, put together a great a great run there in two years. The crazy part is no one remembers this. Obviously, we do as coaches. But that second year, we started out like 0-6. Oh, wow. That second year. Wait, wait, wait. So what, are you guys hitting the, the panic meter? How are you? Oh, <laughs> Coach Manning, first off, I don't know Whoa. if Coach Manning has a panic <laughs> yeah, meter. Yeah, well, he doesn't. He's like, he's like, okay, guys, let me, let, me, let me bring it here. And you guys are like freaking out. Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys interviewed Danny. You know yeah, how he is. Yeah. Coaches, that, that's one of his best his, his best attributes, right, is he's just so mild-mannered. Okay, so how but, did he calm you guys down then? <laughs> oh, I mean, seriously, yeah, like he, he probably much like he was as a player – you know what I mean? His, his, just his daily demeanor, you know, I mean, the way he approaches the guys, we're going to be all right, man, don't, we're going to be all right. You know, everything's going to be okay. And, and, uh, but yeah, we started out 0 and 6. I mean, we went to Wichita state. That's when they had Ron Baker. Oh yeah. I mean, they were loaded. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and we got beat by like 20 and then it was like, after that game, um, everything just turned. I mean, I think we reeled off like 12 or 13 straight. Wow, that's a great. You know, episode. and played, got made it to the tournament, and got beat by UCLA, and I mean, UCLA was really good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, at that time, obviously, I think you know Zach Levine, and I mean, oh, I can't yeah. remember who else they had, but they had, I think, three or four pros. <laughs> you know, yeah. And uh, but that that's you know Robert, that's what stands out to me about that place is is, and we had a great athletic director, you know, Ross Parmley. He hired Coach Manning, and, and Ross, uh, you know, was was just willing to do, you know, anything he could to help the success of the program. And then that transferred on to Derek Gregg and Derek did a great job too. What's it like leaving a school? Cause you guys go for, you go from, you know, you talked, you talked about going out to San Francisco and then you end up, you end up going to Wake Forest at some point. What's it like for the coaches? Cause you hear a lot about, we're talking now more about the transfer portal, but that's been a part of college basketball yeah. forever is that co- the coaches leave. I mean, part of the game is, is yeah. moving up or moving laterally and looking at the landscape of recruiting and, you know, who's got what, what, uh, you know, sections of the country and knowing where your strengths are and uh, it all plays into it. But I, I imagine that's gotta be tough, but what's it like from the, from the first person point of view? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it, it is very tough. I mean, I'll never forget, um, you know, Florida Atlantic to San Francisco. That was really difficult because, I mean, Carlos Monroe and Sean Alarcon and, you know, that, that whole group, DeAndre Rice, they were such a great group, right? They gave Rex a chance, yeah. you know, and they were the first kids I worked with. Yeah. Well, you, so had, to ride, was, you had to ride your bike out to San Francisco. Too, that, so. That's true. Hey, the bike helped, man. Like, see, this was all planned. The bike helped, you know, because you don't want a car in San Francisco. That's so right, the bike helped right. by the time I got to the that's, city. That's right. But, but, uh, but yeah, it was, you know, that was difficult. It, it's always difficult when you got to walk in the locker room mm. and, and tell the guys, especially probably the hardest one was, was definitely Tulsa. Mm. Um, because that group, we had only been with them two years. They yeah. came together so well. They were such great kids. Um, you know, obviously, it's the first team Danny had. That was really difficult. But um, And probably the hardest part, as you guys know, it's, it's hard to, I guess you'd say, keep it under wraps until a decision's made. Yeah. Because the media and everyone is, Looking you know, everyone's it. trying to figure out where's he going, what's happening, you know, it's so fast. Um, so that was hard, you know, and, um, but, uh, 
thankfully today, I mean, it's really cool. Like uh, Coach Manning, when we were let go at Wake Forest, uh, the Tulsa team actually had a Zoom call uh, with Coach Manning, which was absolutely awesome. Um, you know, that was absolutely awesome because, you know, those guys, he left those guys, right? Yeah. But here he is, Coach is struggling, and, and the whole team. I mean, every wow. guy got back on a Zoom call and was like, Coach, man, how you doing? And they started telling stories of Coach Manning and stuff. So you still always have the player relationships if you do things the right way, but it's never easy. Yeah. So let's talk about you got to work with John Collins. What was it like working with him? And would you say he was the best player that you you worked with? Or who would you say the best player you worked with was? If you, I mean, wow, Robert just going. We're just going right at it. Robert, look at my guy. He's upset that he's going to have to wear short shorts yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, I'm yeah, he is. He's, <laughs> I'm he's so upset. I can't think of anything else. Of the, how about this? I'll rephrase it. <laughs> name some of the best players that you worked with. Some of them. <laughs> how about that? Is that hey, hey, it's all good. I, I've got John no Collins, problem. I, <laughs> I've got. It's good. I, I've got I've got no problem. Uh, Jake John Collins is probably the quickest guy I've come that I've been around, you know, or, and helped with. That went from being, you know, <clears throat> ranked mid to up three hundreds in recruiting. Wow, I did not know. Comes that. in, you know, like three star. You know, comes into Wake Forest, and over two years, this dude just. You know, unbelievable yeah. work ethic, absorbs everything, unbelievably coachable. Like, he's probably been the fastest, the best I've ever been around Kirk Heinrich. Huh. I um, love it. Former bull. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Kirk uh, Kirk was a – every day was a pro. Huh. I mean, every day he came in the gym, he had the same shooting routine. He had the same – I mean, his routine – was professional. I mean, in my entire four years with him, I mean, I mean, it was, he was locked in all the time, you know? So in terms of the best on and off, you know, I'd say Kirk, but, but John Collins, I mean, that dude, I'll never forget. I, I we were on a flight to, uh, oh man, I think we're actually going to Notre Dame and it was his sophomore year. And I was close with John, uh, cause John actually played for, uh, Tavares Harris that I coached, Rex and I coached at Florida Atlantic. Oh, wow. Okay. So there was that connection there, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it helped us obviously getting John to Wake Forest, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, I went back and we were on the plane and, and there was a lot of rumblings about, you know, John and the draft and stuff. And I, he go, I go back on the plane, he's sitting in the exit row and I said, JC, what's up, man? And he's like, not much, JB. And I could tell he was stressed. You know, and I was like, uh, you thinking, you thinking a lot about the next level and professionally. And he's like, man, I can't stop thinking about it, wow. you know? And I knew right then that we were going to have, a, it was go- I was like, man, we could be in trouble here because this dude can go. <laughs> right. But, but JC is a great kid. And, and I still, I, I'm fortunate that we still text and stuff and he's having a great career and uh, his mom's a sweetheart and they're, they're really good people. That's awesome. Well, tell us a little more about Wake Forest then. Like, what was it like getting? Because that's eight. Now you're in the ACC. You're on Tobacco Row, le- legendary, you know, school, yeah. and just you're playing. You're playing legendary coaches and schools every night. Uh, what, what was it like to step up to that that level? Because I mean, that's the that's the pinnacle, right? Like when you're, oh, when yeah, you're thinking no about coaching, like I'd like to coach in the ACC or the Big Ten. Oh yeah, or, no you know? doubt. I mean, it's funny too. I mean, 
the first thing that stood out to me, and you guys know this, is, I mean, it's a pro league. <laughs> Bottom line. Yeah. Like, I know the Big 12 is. I know the SEC is. I mean, I, I get that. But, you know, going from Conference USA to the, to the ACC was like, yeah. we better get some dudes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the crazy part is, is once you feel like you've got some dudes, you better get some more dudes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because Duke and Carolina and, and Louisville, I mean, Syracuse, Virginia, I mean, you just go down the Notre Dame, you just go down the list. I mean, it, you know, it's nuts. And um, it was a great experience. I mean, I, I learned so much in my six years there, and, and the people at Wake Forest were good to me, you know, and uh. Obviously, you know, it was disappointing how it ended, you know, and um, but uh, it was phenomenal in terms of, you know, looking down the sideline and you see Coach K, right? Looking down the sideline, you see Coach Williams and, uh, you know, one of the coolest places, Syracuse, playing in the Dome. I mean, it's like you're walking into an NCAA tournament game, you know, and so those are I'm fortunate to have those experiences. And, um, you know, maybe someday we'll get back there. We'll see what happens. But. Uh, yeah, really cool, and um, you know it's it's a uh, it's the type of league where everyone says they got the best league, right? Yeah. I mean, you could be in the valley, and the head go, man, we're in the best league. Every, every head coach says it. You guys know this. It's the sales pitch. Oh yeah. You want to come play in the valley? You want to come play conference? I mean, every coach says it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I am probably maybe it's because I've been in it, but I do feel the ACC night in and night out. I mean, it's it's just it's a monster, and I know a lot of coaches could say that. It'll be interesting, fellas. I mean, it, you know, you, you got a kind of changing of the guard, right? Changing landscape. I'm I'm wondering. We'll see. Yeah, I'm really wondering. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and with the NIL stuff, you never know how that's going to shake out with uh, no. with the different areas of the country. And, absolutely, and, absolutely. Here's my. I got a question for you all. When's Coach Beheim retired? How many how many wins does he need to to get to coach pass coach Coach K? Because that's yeah. that's the that's the question when he when yeah, he's question. calculating that out. Like, okay, Coach K's gone oh. up to this year. I how many do I need to average, and how many years is that? So I think, oh, that, I I think that's it. I mean, I know, man, Coach Beheim. He, you know, and it's funny. I mean, out of my six years there, every time you play him, like I swear. I don't think the dude aged. I know. No, looks the same. Looks yeah. the exact same. And that same, you know? that same thing, two, three zone that just tortures. Oh, it just uh, yeah. And I don't care how much you try to attack it; uh, it's still uh, it's still unbelievably difficult I'm, to. to I'm break. still tortured by that 13 yeah, IU, IU team that that was lo- <laughs> just loaded and goes up the, against that two, three zone. It looks like they'd never played against one in their whole uh, lives. I'm like, come I mean, on, guys. Was, think about that. I mean, think about all the years he's been coaching. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I'm telling you, when you play them, they are not changing in defense. No, they could be down twenty. They're just they're going to play two three. This is it. Yeah, this is it. Why, they're I mean, just why trying to get change? better for the next game? Like he is like <laughs> yeah, there you go. He is college basketball bedrock at this point. Yeah. You know, like he, he is in the the old Big East. You know, yeah. war, just wars through there through there. I mean, yeah, and the ACC. Like that guy has. I mean, talk uh, about stories. No doubt. No yeah. doubt, fellas. No doubt. I got some quick hitters for you as we start to uh, wrap up here. Okay. Uh, let's start out with uh, what's, what's your morning routine like while you're co- while you're coaching. How do you? I'd like to just see how you approach the day. Oh man, uh, four forty-five a.m. Wake up. <laughs> um, Coffee, and, I hope. I, yep, yep. <laughs> I still I still keep it. Okay. Um, 
at least 45 minutes to an hour workout, and I love it because if any of the former players listen to this, or Mike Lee, or any of those guys, <laughs> man, you don't look like you working out. So I already know what they're going to come with yeah, right now. I don't know about getting old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? I already know what they're going to say. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then, uh, you know, obviously, um, I am spiritual, you know, some type of scripture, you know, to, to uh, embrace the Lord, and um, definitely love taking my daughter to school and, and being around my daughter and then and start my day like that. You know, my daughter and my wife and uh, roll like that. And, awesome. and um, I'm all about consistency, big on consistency. All right. Uh, what's your favorite coach, coach, coaching motto that you had or a uh, favorite coaching motto that you heard along the way? Cause they've always got those little mottos or sayings. Oh yeah. MTXE. Okay. You got plenty of time. Okay, so what do we got? What, what do we think the M is? Oh, God. M, what was it? M T X E. X E. Motivation. Determination. No. Mental. Mental. Okay. What's the T? Is determination. Toughness. There we go, Aaron. Okay, Aaron, uh, Robert, man, you're looking at these short shorts really yeah, clear. Right? Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're going to start adding stuff on now. He's going to be wearing some spandex soon. Oh, yeah. so M- MTXE, taught by my high school coach, Mike Soro, mental toughness, extra effort. X- oh, oh. Well, oh he, so. ch- he changed it up on there with the X. Yeah, he did. There. He changed it up. Yep, he changed I'm, it up. That looked good on a shirt. I don't know. I'm it would. Josh about that. We'll get you, we'll get you uh, cut in NIL deal of your own. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Love it. All right, take uh, uh, Allen Fieldhouse off the table. Uh, what's the coolest oh, arena you I you like take it off the table? Because you know, well, besides, everybody's going to say, oh, Allen Fieldhouse. <laughs> yes, we know Allen Fieldhouse is amazing. What, what else? <laughs> besides that, what's the coolest arena you were, you were in or, or got a chance to coach against a team in? Or, the Kennel, Gonzaga. Ooh, okay. I haven't heard that one before. Hmm. Man, what was it like? What's it like? Go to YouTube okay. and YouTube it. I'm dead serious. Uh, go to YouTube and YouTube it. Unbelievable, man. I mean, they pack it in there. Coach Fuse got it rolling. You know, um, I mean, the whole staff, great, great people. But they put the students around the court. Oh, and the okay. fans yeah, sit that's behind. Nice. Yeah. But the best part is, is the students can't sit. So there's no bleachers. It's just <laughs> platforms. It's oh, just that. That's crazy. Wow. Okay. So you stand. But I'm telling you, I, I'm going to send you guys the YouTube link. Okay. Uh, Evan Manning, Coach Manning's son, is a, is a on know, staff yeah. there. Yeah, we talked about that with, with Yeah, and uh, so it's funny because when they played Texas the other night, I was, I was watching it on TV. And, you know, because of COVID, Evan's just now kind of experiencing yeah, experiencing like, that, yeah, right? No kidding, fans. And I had I've gotten to experience it four years at San Francisco, and I texted him. I'm like, dude, the hidden crazy. gym, yeah. hidden gym. Huh. Yeah, it's a great place. I love that it. Awesome. Well, that might be that might be the fall of then craziest opposing fans. Is it going to be them? Uh, you guys might think I'm crazy. I mean, BYU. Wow, really? That's a surprise. Okay. BYU, man, walking in. They're the supposed gym. to be the nicest out there in Utah. Not even close. <laughs> Not even close. I remember we were at San Francisco playing there and it snowed, and we're getting off the bus, and you got students throwing snowballs at us and all kinds of stuff. Oh, man. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Honoring his fans, BYU. Okay, let's go to Wake Forest. Team you most enjoyed beating? Probably Miami. Mm-hmm. 
I would have yeah. thought been like Duke or I know. North Carolina. Miami. I yeah, like I mean, you know, you could say Duke and North Carolina. I mean, those are kind of the giveaways, but yeah. I say Miami because we probably went head to head with them in recruiting more than anyone. Oh, uh, okay. okay. That makes so sense. that was so kind of one. Like- and we so it was one of those things like all right, man, we know you're negative recruiting us. We yeah. know you're talking about us, right? Yeah. Like, stop uh, it. When you see us in person, you're a boy, <laughs> right? Like, we know you're talking about us, you know? So oh when you God. beat them, it, you know, had a little extra, Ooh, a little, you know, little, feel little side, little side, uh, side uh, game, game within the game, right? Yep, yep. Love it. Uh, okay, team you least enjoyed playing? Uh, Syracuse. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it before he said it. Syracuse. Dude, the zone is a monster. Yeah. They're going into that dome too is just ridiculous. We just had one of their oh. sports writers. He's been uh, writing for them for the last uh, 30, 30 years. Mike Mike Walters and okay. uh, he is uh, he's talking about that that dome the first time he walks in because he's actually from Kentucky uh, and so he's he's coming in there and like what it, they play basketball in this place because it's just yeah. so bizarre to watch. Dude, in I, hey, if you guys ever get a chance to go watch a game there, you need to go. Yeah, I mean it's seriously it's crazy. You know they play football in there. We, like there was one time we played in there, and they like had to flip it from the foot. You know from a like a uh, uh, yeah from a football game. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> it's um, you know the court is so tiny, like, and they sell it out. Yeah, I mean, you gonna get twenty five thousand, thirty thousand people in there. It's crazy. Jeez. It's crazy. Okay, uh, most impressive opponent. So this is like the guy that uh, just amazed you watch, watching playing against playing against them. Like, man, that guy is unreal. Oh man, um, probably KD Kevin Durant. Ooh, nice. Yeah, That's he a good just, one. He, I didn't real I didn't realize you you saw that. Yeah, he could he could do it all. Yeah. I mean, K yeah, K D. Wow. What do you do? Yeah. What do they do when they're in the huddle and try to stop him? <laughs> hey man. <laughs> he said he, he said he's spiritual, Robert. You know what he did. Hey, hey, you know what the best part is? I'm gonna give you a D Manning right now. Yeah. Hey man, good shot. Yeah. Run back <laughs> <laughs> you ain't doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. you gotta get the scripture out for that. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna come back down and he's gonna do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Did good. Coach Manning give you any stories of uh of, of the players like Jordan or Bird that would tell you what they're going to do before they do it. <laughs> no, he did. No, he didn't. No, we're going to have to get him back on. I, I tried to just stick with uh, NCAA because if I get off on the NBA topic, then I'd go forever on that too. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, he's got some great on NCAA stories. a little bit the first time I talked to him because that's uh, he's got so many great stories there too. Yeah, that's funny. I, I bet 15 years in the NBA, man. And, the, and he oh, yeah. talked oh, yeah, about bridging the- generations. Like he really hit, hit like some real generations oh. in the NBA. Yeah, he used to. I mean, he would tell us tell the team stories. You know, like you know, Larry and Michael. They would come down and, hey man, I'm gonna dribble twice to my left, cross over and pull up. (laughs) 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 What are you gonna do? That's it. That'd be so hard to take. Jog down like you like you knew like you knew you were gonna stop him. I'll get him him next time, coach. Exactly. Exactly. Love it. All right, we're going to wrap up with this. Uh, we, we had Danny do this, too. This is our name, image, likeness draft. So we're going to do Wake, Wake Forest. It can be all Wake Forest history. Uh, but what are the top five players you draft? And you can take guys that you, that you guys had on the team, too. Uh, but thinking of NIL. So it gives a little different lens. Like uh, we, had okay. Char- we had Charlie Miller on, and he took himself first. And then he took Andre Patterson because he could sing, and he's going to market his uh, singing career. So you can go any direction. And then Danny takes Wilt, of course. Like, I'm like, come on, Danny. Wilt Chamberlain. I should have took him off the board. 
Oh, that's awesome. So, so they have to be Wake Forest players or just any player? You can do – I mean, I, I'm I'm you've, been all over the, you've been all over the place. So I was like, you, you can do Kansas if that's if that's easier. You can do Wake Forest. Okay, uh, well, if I can do a mixture. Okay, here we go. Okay. Uh, Shaquille Harrison. Oh, I like it. Yes, okay. Because good. he's an unbelievable pian- – he can play the piano. Yes, okay. Okay. Like um, let's see here. Uh you guys probably, I don't know if you know him, Markel Curtis okay. from Tulsa. Okay. Because he's an unbelievable singer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? I like where yeah, he's going I with know. this. This is the best part. Like, you got, you're like, it's not all about, like, basketball talent. No, 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 man. I, hey, if I'm, if I'm paying for NIL, I want the dude that's going to bring the whole package. Yeah, he's on, he's on, know? he's on that app where they uh, sing you your, your happy birthday thing. And he's making <laughs> yeah. bank on there. Yep, yep. Um, John Collins. Okay. Just because if you, I mean, it's just JC's got unbelievable athleticism yeah. and, and person and, you know, and everything. Uh, so I got Markel, Shaq, John Collins, uh, Mike Lee. And I only say Mike Lee from Kansas, obviously, uh, because Mike Lee's got the biggest teeth. So he's got a big smile. He got a big old smile. Okay. You know? All right. So, you know, you could put, you could put him on the billboard. Now you're getting, now, now you're getting yeah, back, you back at him because you know he's going to make fun of you for an hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want him out. Yep, 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 yep. And my last guy uh, – would probably be Aaron Miles because he's one of the cheapest people I've ever been around, and he can, he can teach people how to save money. Nice, yes. He's working for the banking apps. I yeah, love, exactly. Robin Hood. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's awesome, man. But no, great, great dudes, man. Great times. I love it. Well, we so appreciate you coming on. I hope you come on again too. Now that we've uh, yeah. made contact, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, get get some more stories or find a way to just wrap. wrap yeah, we'll have to, we need else. to do. We need to do like a preseason college basketball NBA update. Okay, there you go. That'd be fun. We'll get you back on, and I'll I'll, I'll reach out to you. That'd be great. All right, man. I appreciate you guys. Thanks, Robert. Thanks, hey. Aaron. All right, man. Take care. Hey, hey, Aaron, one thing before we get off, man. Hey, make sure we get some pics of social media of uh, Robert wearing his short shorts. Hey. Oh, I, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> it ain't over yet. <laughs> it ain't over yet. <laughs> oh, he's, he, that's why he, he dropped his phone a little while ago. I wonder what that Xavier uh, Ohio State score was. <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> All right. All right. Appreciate yeah. you, fellas. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the 199 Podcast. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do. And while you're at it, leave us a rating or review. Five stars only, like the basketball camp. We also have links to all of 199 social media so you never miss a release. Until next time, 